What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope everybody's feeling good, looking good, being your best out here in these crazy, crazy times. You know, let's get into it. So, yeah, I I stand by what I said yesterday. I think Kris Jenner needs, uh, or whatever her name is, I, I really don't follow that family, so I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But the matriarch of the Kardashian kids needs to uh get her flowers for one thing she understands the the language of medieval times she understands the coin of the realm and how to use it i don't understand their fascination with only black people black men but uh whatever you know i i'm still not gonna watch their shows and i think they have a church I'm not going to be involved with anything that they produce, I don't believe. That's just not interesting to me. But you got to give them some respect for understanding the coin of the realm and, and how to be medieval. You know, because there were times in history where women had no currency, no, uh, vote, no power, but they always have had vaginas and, uh, if you know how to use yours to advance your cause, you understand medieval thinking. And I'm just picking medieval times because uh, my analogy is Game of Thrones. But in the history of the world, you can look back and see that uh, women have never held that much power. Yes, you have a queen here and there, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, the regular woman had to survive, and a lot of women figured out how to how to make it work. You use what your mama gave you. And every history book I recall, uh, that is one piece of anatomy that has driven men crazy. They'll do anything for it. So there you go. She deserves her flowers for that. Nothing else. I haven't seen anything else that I would, you know, boast about, but, uh, she, she wanted to take her family to the next level and she did it. She should get some kudos for that. Flowers. So uh, I was also talking to a younger co-worker yesterday. Uh, she's my target audience with these uh, talks about uh, caregiving because, I, you know, she's like, my parents just don't want to talk about it. And I'm guessing she's probably in her late 30s, early 40s. Parents are in their uh late 60s, early 70s, and they're not at all interested in bringing up the bad karma topic of dementia. And listen, this isn't going to happen to everybody's family. It's not, thank God. But it's going to happen to a lot of your families, and a lot of it's going to fall on you uh, or someone you love or someone you know, and they're going to struggle, and they're going to be caught off guard because, you know, listen, I'm telling you, they've got all these medicines and pills and and uh, concoctions that can keep you alive. You know, they can they can recover you from a heart attack. They can recover you from cancer. They can put stents in your heart. They can put you on all these medications and you can be alive, but your brain might not be. And we're about to have so many people over 70 over 75, over 80, we're going to have more people, more geriatric people than we've ever had in the history of this country. Nobody can tell you they they know what it's going to be like because it's never happened before. 
you know, and we're, we're a very young country. This is a young nation by most standards, and it's going to rock our world. We saw it with COVID. Yes, COVID was cooked up in a lab because China's greedy and wants to be uh, a special, special nation. They want to be the leaders of things, um, and they were reckless. That's what happened, okay? But let's just be clear. Where was I going with that? I really literally (laughs) started thinking about uh, China and forgot what my thought was. But anyway, the point is, it's going to be a lot of old people and we're not ready. Oh, China cooked up COVID and that's just what happened. But it also showed America how not prepared we are for anything medicinal to happen. I'm telling you, when I had to put my mom in the hospital, she never contracted COVID. Thank God. But when I had to put her in the hospital, it's because she wasn't sleeping. And you take some of your loved one to the hospital and they just sort of like, okay, well, that's what happens. She's got to I'm like, this, this can't be, that's not the solution. Every time I've told a doctor any of her symptoms, it's like, yep, that's what happens. I've seen, um, uh, sundowners, one doctor told me, and, and I liked him, and I'm sorry he left his practice because he was really helpful for me. He was he was empathetic, and I know that's why he probably left his practice because he wasn't just like that with me. And he would call me back, and he'd answer my emails, and I would be so scared, and he would just be like, well, what would you like to do? How do you want to handle this? Da-da-da. You know, and so he left his practice, and that was in March of last year. By July of last year, she was staying up 24 hours, 48 hours, just not sleeping. And I finally, you know, I had to take her to the hospital. And I told you guys, the the, the lady, the social worker, she's like, yeah, the, medically, there's nothing wrong with your mom. So guess what that means? That means insurance companies have found a way to not cover dementia-related costs because they don't view it as an illness. They don't view it as a medical condition. I don't know what you would call it. But they don't want to pay. So that means you're on your own. And my coworker's a smart person. She asked me, she was like, do you have any medical training? And it's like, it's like she was listening to my podcast, but I know she doesn't because I don't promote it at work. And I'm like, no, I don't have medical training. And you don't either. But you're going to have to figure it out if somebody, if your husband's parents get dementia, if your parents get dementia, if your husband gets dementia, you're going to have to figure it out. And it's like you won't have a medical degree. And you're going to have to learn all these things on your own because the information is not out there. So it's not to be negative. It's not to beat a dead horse. This is information that people need. I, you know, Mad Love is a stream of consciousness podcast. And for the last three years, most of what has been on my conscious uh stream of consciousness on my consciousness has been um if that's a word on my conscience I don't know what's on my mind when I wake up most days is dementia and you you guys know that I mean I love my audience and you guys have listened and and some of you are my friends many of you I don't know um but I want to save you some time if you're going through this If also, you know, you may be going through this and you want to know if somebody else is struggling with it because it's a struggle. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trained to do any of this. And I don't 
I don't even think of this as something that my personality naturally yields itself to. I'll help you all day long, but at some point, I need you to get it so I can move on and do something else. That is the complete opposite of what it's like to deal with someone who has dementia. You never get to move on to something else because they're in an echo chamber. They just have the same thoughts over and over and over again because they don't remember that they just had that thought. And you have to constantly keep them calm. And it's just, it's really, really challenging. And I hope that people are taking steps. I urged her to just, you know, risk making her parents upset because you don't want to get caught like, oh, I hadn't been to your house in a couple months. We've talked. I, I've been, you know, seeing you out, but I haven't been to the house. Now I'm in the house. It looks weird. Mom and dad aren't quite right. Something's not quite the way it should be. Yeah, like you don't want to, by the time you start noticing it, it's probably too late, right? You're already on the ride. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to progress fastly, fastly. It's going to progress quickly because sometimes it doesn't. You know, my mom's disease is going much slower than my dad's. You know, by the time my dad got diagnosed, he it was w- within a couple years when he forgot me. You know, my mom has probably been dealing with something, some version of this for, she got an official diagnosis, I want to say in 2020, but it was definitely something going on before that. Some really scary episodes where she would just wake up in the middle of the night and it was almost like a fever dream. And those had, start, had started to like really happen more frequently. And then it led to like not sleeping, but all of that was over the course of the the five to eight years I've been taking care of her. Um, it's a progressive disease, and it just sort of looks a certain way at first, and then it, it gets really fucking terrifying. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's not to be negative. I'm just trying to warn people, and don't be caught off guard like me and my family was. You know, they still are. Because I take care of her the most, it's not weird when she looks at me and doesn't have any idea who I am. But it's harder for my siblings because they don't, they've just sort of checked out. So anyway, I hope everybody has an amazing weekend, that everybody's strong. And, you know, listen, I did not think the Chris Rock special was that funny. There were many parts of it that did make me laugh. But those last eight minutes were rock solid, and I really enjoyed uh, the slapback. You know, uh, if you think Chris Rock is funny, if you like his stand-up, I would definitely recommend watching it. And you can see for yourself. It just really, I don't know, it just really didn't crack me up. But I did enjoy <laughs> the slapback part because he, he got his revenge the way a comedian should. And he spoke about it the way a comedian would. And... Um, you know, it was raw. He he was really at the end just having a conversation. Not quite uh, your boy, uh, Rothaniel. <laughs> Gerard, um, love, love his stand-up, but it, it's not for everybody. It, but Chris started talk, sounding like Gerard Carmichael did in Rothaniel towards the end because he wasn't telling jokes. He was, he was really telling you how he felt. And you could see it. Um, he broke his comedian persona for a minute and, like, really went in on them. And 
he wasn't wrong. I mean, most people have been paying attention and, and see that, you know, like, oh, okay, they have some sort of weird dysfunctional relationship and it's sort of spilling over uh, to this Oscars thing. And uh, granted, that wasn't even one of Chris's best jokes. Really, people don't even know G.I. Jane. So anyway, not to unpack all of that, but definitely if you get a chance, let me know what you think about Rothaniel. It's an HBO stand up with Gerard Carmichael. Um, I did a podcast a while back on it. Uh, It's very interesting. If you think Chris Rock is funny, check out his uh, Netflix special, uh, Selective Outrage, which is deep, uh, deep title, because uh, Will does practice that. And then, um, yeah, just try to have yourself a great weekend. Relax. I'm sure you've earned some time off. Uh, I know I have, but I have absolutely nowhere to go. I was going to take the day off, but I was like, I don't have anything else to do. But I do have some work, so I'm going to do it. All right, everybody, be your best. Take care of yourselves and know that this is nothing but love. And I want everybody to be prepared for dementia winter because it is upon us. It is coming and it's going to be scary for a lot of people. It's been terrifying for me. Um, but I mean, I've I'm been embedded in this thing. I've been fighting it for, what, five years now. So um, just hang in there. And if I can help you, please let me know. Check out EvelynCBD.com. Uh, Evelyn's Essentials. It's, it's, CBD has transformed this chapter of uh, dementia for my mom and me. So uh, get yourself some, order some. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Be your best. Bye. Bye.